A visual tour of the universe in 3D. That's our text to nation. I'm Fred Fishkin, and joining me is Bob Vanderby, Princeton University professor and co-author of Welcome to the Universe in 3D. Congratulations, Bob. It's publishing day. It is. Very exciting. I'm going to be up late tonight. <laughs> and this, well, you can tell us about that in a minute. But uh, a lot of a lot of time went into this book and delayed, I guess, because of COVID or, or whatever. Tell us about it. Yeah, uh, I've been working on this book, or I was working on this book <laughs> uh, for a couple of years back a couple of years ago. Um, it was we finished the book basically right right before right around the time the pandemic started, and the publisher, Princeton University Press, um, thought it was best just to put it on hold because of the pandemic, even though. It was completely done, and so, so it's been two years, um, but now it's coming out today. It's out today. <laughs> so. Well, give us the description, Bob, uh, and uh, how the idea for this came about, and what it what's in it. It's very different. It's not a book that you just pick up and and, right. and browse through. Right. Well, just to prepare for this conversation, I reread the preface, which <laughs> has a very good answer to what you just asked. And that is the average person, when they look up at the sky, it looks just like stuff up there, sort of all equally distant, maybe. I mean, it's far away, but it, you know, to, just to the average person who hasn't been taught <laughs> that the universe is three-dimensional, it just looks like you're looking at, you know, the surface of a sphere around you with stuff on it. And, uh, and of course, astronomers started understanding that it's not like that. Um, some astronomers started understanding that a long, long time ago. But this is an interesting question, you know, how, how do you, how do we perceive it? How do we measure how far these things are away? And so this is what astronomers have been interested in doing for many, many years, and, and, and me as well. And, and so, Okay, so now you can get write a book that explains that these things are like three-dimensional, but we thought it would be fun to have a book that actually makes it feel three-dimensional when you look at it. So we're going to get rid of your virtual background so that you can show us this book and some of the pictures in it. Give us a, give us a look here, Bob. Okay, so yeah, here's, here's the book and it comes with lots of pictures. Here's just a random page. Here's another random page. <laughs> Here's another one. And if we look at the other part, there's text describing what's on these random pages. But each page has two pictures, one for your left eye and one for your right eye. And then in the back of the book, maybe I should show you what I just did. In the back of the book, you know, here's the back of the book. It has another, another panel that you can open up and then you can turn it like this, and I can put my eyes up to those. Those are two little lenses here. I can put my eyes up to that lens and my nose in that nose hole and look at the book like this. Now I can't see you. And my, the lens makes my left eye see the left picture and my right eye see the right picture. And since those pictures are two different versions of the same picture, <laughs> the left perspective and the right perspective, your brain says, oh, I see that, that's 3D. The things that are close look close, the things that are far look far, the things that are spheres look like spheres. And so um, so we thought it would be really fun to, to make um, a book that actually allows you to feel like 
immersed in this 3D uh, universe that we live in. The <laughs> so interesting thing here too, is you're not gonna lose those glasses. I mean, usually if you have 3D glasses, where'd I put them? Are they get tossed somewhere? Exactly. This is built into the book, so it's always there. Yep, it's built in right there. You, they won't fall out. <laughs> so tell us about the, the the collaboration that went into this. You have some uh, some terrific co-authors here. Right. So um, so this book, by the way, is part of a series of books. Um, uh, I'm this is the only one that I'm a co-author. But my other the other three co-authors have written. A, a series of books called Welcome to the Universe with various subtitles. This new one's Welcome to the Universe in 3D. And the reason is because these the three co-authors who are J. Richard Gott, who I've written another book with already, Michael Strauss, who's the chair of the astrophysics department here at Princeton, and another person you may have heard of, Neil deGrasse Tyson, <laughs> who is uh, famous for his roles on various things on TV and stuff. Um, the three of them, by the way, taught um, the introductory astro course here at Princeton um, for, for several years. And so they wrote this book called Welcome to the Universe as the book that was associated with the course that they, the three of them co-taught together for many years. And, and so that's kind of how the whole project got started. And then I have had a lot of interactions with, well, some interactions with all of them, but a lot of interactions with J. Richard Gott. Um, and he and I wrote a book 12 years ago called Sizing Up the Universe, where we talk about how, how to figure out how big things are and how far away things are. And, um, and so, and Richard and I both have always had a passion for stereoscopic 3D <laughs> things. Um, and, uh, and so we've been talking about it for 10 years that this would be really fun to make a book. And, and then just various conversations over the years, um, it became a project and, uh, and we did it. Well, Neil deGrasse Tyson also does some narration for this for and an online component. Let's, let's take a listen to it. Full moon, 1.3 light seconds. When you look at the full moon, it looks like a flat disc. Why don't you get a sense for its true three dimensions with your naked eyes? Relative to its distance from you, 240,000 miles, the distance between your eyes is simply too small to produce a stereo effect. If your eyes were farther apart, say 30,000 miles, you would see the moon as it appears here, a sphere. Each dark area, mare, is an old impact basin where lava flowed long ago and solidified into dark basalt rock. That's a voice that everyone will recognize. And uh, of course, he's promoting this too. Tell me about that. For people who are watching this on publishing day on, on Tuesday, uh, they, can, they can watch this, watch him tonight, right? Yes. Today is publishing today. And today is Neil deGrasse Tyson will be busy for the today and the next several days, actually. But tonight is the main event. He's going to be on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert tonight. Um, I believe mostly promoting the book. They may talk about other things as well. Um, and, uh, and, you know, he's, I mean, Neil deGrasse, Stephen Colbert is also very, well, he's funny and charming. And Neil deGrasse Tyson is charming and funny. <laughs> um, 
And, and so I think it'll be a very nice uh, conversation that they have tonight. And then tomorrow morning, um, uh, well, I'm not sure if it's going to show tomorrow morning, if it's going to be recorded tomorrow morning, but uh, he's going to be on the Drew Barrymore show, show also on NBC. Um, and that's a morning show. And, uh, and then he's doing a whole bunch of podcasts over the next week or two. So he's a, he's a famous guy. <laughs> Terrific. So tell us about the, a little bit more about the book and the, seems like this will appeal to a very wide age range. I mean, kids and grownups are going to love the 3D images, but is the text designed for grownups, for kids, or everybody? Everybody, <laughs> which means kids <laughs> and grownups who didn't learn the stuff when they were kids will love it too. <laughs> or even if you did learn it when you were a kid, the 3D aspect where you'll love that. Um, but to, to say a little bit more about it, um, there's a, a preface and an introduction. And I counted the pages just this morning in preparation for my conversation with you. The, the introduction chapter is 24 pages long. And it gives a really nice, brief, but nice summary of what the universe is about and how did, and how did astronomers figure these things out? Starting with, um, um, Oh, I always blank on names. Is it Aristotle or Aristarchus? One of those two. <laughs> um, back around uh, 2,200 years ago, looking at partial lunar eclipses. Because back 2,200 years ago, everybody basically lived outdoors in a desert somewhere and saw multiple lunar eclipses in, in the nighttime in the course of their life. And when you see a partial lunar eclipse, you sort of see this shadow of the Earth. Of course, there were no textbooks back then saying that's the shadow of the earth, but there were people looking at it and saying, well, wait a minute, that's the moon and the sun was over there. And it makes sense to think that that's just our shadow. And look, it looks round. And, it, and I've seen this 10 times in my life and it looks, and it's always in a different orientation and it always looks round. The earth must be a sphere. <laughs> And that was actually first discovered, people debate it today, some people, um, but that was first understood uh, 2,200 years ago. And, and so the book, the book starts with that explanation and then talks about how um, astronomers measure the distances to planets and then to stars and, 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 and further on out. But it's a nice brief introduction. It's only 24 pages. And then you get to the pictures. And as I showed you a few minutes ago, each pair of pages, the left page has the stereoscopic pair of pictures and the right page on that two page thing has the caption for that. And so you, you read the caption and each caption explains what you're looking at in just literally, you know, a paragraph or two. And, uh, and so you can kind of learn more by looking at the pictures and reading the captions. Well, the, the pictures are the star of the show, pun intended here, so, but to, <laughs> And some of those, I assume, were taken by Bob Vanderweide. Some of them were. <laughs> Not all of them. I, uh, we have a picture of the astronauts walking on the moon. I didn't take that picture. <laughs> Unfortunately. <right? laughs> um, but yeah, some of them I did take. And a lot of them I did use my computing skills to help create. Um, for example, we have pictures of, for example, the moon. And we, or, or the Earth, for example, and you know, from spacecraft looking at our Earth, we have a beautiful map of the Earth. You know, latitude and longitude. Here it is. It's 
green because there's a forest there and here's this it's brown because it's a mountain there and we have very detailed latitude longitude you know rectangular maps of the earth and i just use my computing skills to make that into a ball <laughs> and then make the left and the right version of the ball so that you two eye view of it and now you've got your stereoscopic view so yes i did take some of the pictures and yes i did a lot of computer programming to to uh, make the 3D versions of lots of the pictures. <laughs> and the amazing thing is, is you take images from your home in your, in your driveway and they're yeah. astounding what you're able to achieve. Thank you. I love it. And uh, I love the fact that I never have to leave my driveway. <laughs> Just roll it out and start taking pictures. It's, it's, it's amazing how modern technology has made this doable. But the, the, what people should know is uh, taking an image the way the way you do it isn't just like picking up your camera and taking a snapshot. This is this is a long process. That's true. Each picture takes me many, many hours, <laughs> but it's my hobby. So it's what I love to do. But, you know, I have to tell you, I don't have an iPhone 13 yet, but my daughter does. And <laughs> they're also getting better. <laughs> they don't take astro pictures, but they do take pictures at night. You know, you can sort of take a picture of the Big Dipper with uh, uh, an iPhone 13 because it, they've made the technology to recognize that this works. But anyway, this is not a sales pitch for iPhone. Um, but my, my, my equipment is a, much, is a large telescope, 10 inches in diameter mirror. It's like this big. Um, the tube is this long. You can't even see my arms. They're too far out. Um, and it's on a tripod and it, and it has a, a motor that tracks the sky because the earth is rotating. And if you take a long exposure, things are moving. And that's the main thing. It's not just a snapshot like you take with an iPhone or an Android or whatever. It's multi, maybe two or three or five hours. And that is just one long exposure for five hours. You might take one minute, one minute, one minute, one minute, and you got a few hundred pictures and then spend several hours um, doing stacking, what we call stacking those images to get a high quality final picture. But you need to have that long exposure because these things we're taking pictures of are not bright. They're there, but they're not bright. That's why when you go outdoors and look up at the sky with your naked eye, you don't notice the things that people take, astronomers take pictures of, even though those things are, some of them are quite big. You know, they're five times bigger than the moon, but you don't see it because your eyes, they're too dim and your eyes don't see it. What's the website people can go to to check out uh, some of your wonderful astrophotography? Ah, vanderby.princeton.edu. V-A-N-D-E-R-B-E-I.princeton.edu. And then if you just go there, there is a, there's a whole bunch of links there. And one of them is an astro picture. And it's kind of obvious that that's it. You can just sort of click that and then you sort of get it down into my astral photos. That's terrific. Well, the book again is Welcome to the Universe in 3D. It's on Amazon for $24.95. Get out there and buy it. It'll come in a day or so. It's out now. Great for kids and us bigger kids too. Bob Vanderby, thank you for taking the time with us. Thank you for inviting me. This has been really fun. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio, and that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers. 
and that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB, the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand, without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC Skywave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.